You're listening to the Quietly Ambitious podcast, and this episode is one from before we rebranded. So if you hear references to Creatively Human, that is why. I hope you enjoy the episode. You're listening to Creatively Human, with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, and make an impact in our own unique way. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to heart-led creatives. Hi, and welcome back to another solo episode of Creatively Human. Today, I'm going to talk about burnout and rest, because it's a bit of a theme in my business journey and I know that it is a bit of a theme in a lot of people's business journeys and especially a few years ago when it was all about the hustle I think that the conversation has shifted a bit now and it's not all about the hustle anymore but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's still easy and it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't get burnt out and that we do give ourselves enough time to rest so yeah that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. Now there's a couple of other things that I need to talk about quickly before we dive into the episode. Firstly, I've decided to record three podcast episodes throughout December that won't be released here on the public podcast feed. They're going to be released exclusively to my email newsletter subscribers and you can subscribe to that for free at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter and you'll get one a week for three weeks in December. The reason I'm doing this is because they're going to be really juicy honest, personal kind of episodes about the lessons I've learned throughout the last year. And my email list is basically my safe space for sharing this kind of thing. So yeah, if you want the juicy stuff, then make sure you're subscribed to that. If you need the link again, it's ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter. The second thing is I'm going to do a live podcast Q&A recording in my Facebook group. So all you need to do to take part in that is to join the group. It's called Creatively Human. I'll put the link in the show notes. And the live recording is going to take place on the 14th of November. So the benefit of you joining in with that is that you get to ask me any and all questions about building an online business, the mindset stuff, showing up, whatever you want to ask me. If you join the group, you'll be able to submit questions in advance. So you don't actually need to join the live, but you do need to join the group if you want to be part of this. And if you're not in the group, you'll get to hear the episode go out on the Monday following that. So yeah, I hope you'll be part of my special newsletter podcast and join me over in my Facebook group. But for now, here is the episode. I feel like it's kind of fitting at this time of year because it's November at the time that this podcast is coming out. And for many of us, the end of the year is quite a busy season. It's a time when a lot of us take time off at the end of the year for Christmas or other holidays. And for me, it's also my son's birthday at the beginning of December. And I'm trying to be very, very mindful in the way I'm approaching this busy season. I know that I genuinely don't have as much time as I would in other months because I am taking the last two weeks of December off. But at the same time, I'm also affirming to myself that the year's not over yet. I can still make things happen and I can still enjoy the festive season and I can still make space to rest. It all comes down to me to being really intentional. And I'm hoping that this episode where I talk about burnout and I talk about rest will kind of be a nice reminder for you to think about that and be mindful of that as we head into this time of year. I did actually do a live video about the things I'm doing to 
make sure that I can take some really good time off at the end of the year. I did that in my Facebook group, which is called Creatively Human. So if you want to watch that, you can just join the group and you can find it in the video section. I'll also include a link in the show notes. But yeah, this episode is going to be more about my experience with burnout and some things, some important lessons I've learned about the importance of rest. Okay, so when I first started my business, the kind of message I followed was all about hustle. I was young. I've talked about this before, but I just graduated university. I was young, didn't really know what I was doing, fell into my online business and doing freelance writing. And I was just basically thrilled to have found any way to have made some money at a time where I couldn't get a traditional job. So I was really happy. The thing is, I actually really undervalued myself. I went for that route of trying to be the cheapest rather than trying to position myself in a different way and because of that I had tons of work I had enough work to like earn a decent living but it was too much for a regular person to sustain it was yeah it was too much I was really good at writing quickly and writing on a variety of topics but that was not fun and it wasn't sustainable Obviously, saying it all now, you know, I kind of feel a little embarrassed, but bear in mind, I was 21 then and I just finished uni, couldn't get a job and I was totally new to all of this. So yeah, I didn't see it at the time, but what I was doing was not a good idea. I was writing quickly. I found it fairly easy. I thought I was good at it. I had enough money to live. So I just thought it was fine. But obviously, the obvious thing that happened was I got burnt out. Working in this way was not sustainable for me at all. It took all the joy out of my writing, which I had actually previously taken a lot of pride in. And I enjoyed writing and blogging when I was at university before I started doing it for pay. I didn't enjoy all the topics I was writing about because I was kind of taking on everything rather than being like intentional with who I wanted to work with and the kind of content I wanted to write. And the truth is, I feel like that period in which I was writing like a machine has taken something away from me when it comes to the joy of writing. It took something away from me for many years, at least. I sort of learnt my lesson. I charged more. I sort of found my unique position in the market. I was doing better in many ways, but I still wasn't happy. I was still working long hours. I'm like really a natural workaholic. So it's sometimes hard for me to be realistic about how much work I need to do. Um, And I wasn't happy and my husband wasn't happy with me. I was stressed a lot. I was feeling fed up with life a lot. And in the end, I got so fed up that I convinced my husband to come traveling for a year in Southeast Asia while I ran my business behind the scenes. And it was that kind of drastic action that forced me to kind of relax my schedule and think differently about the way that I work. And I've talked a bit about this in a couple of episodes ago, in the episode about big leaps, um, about how things changed. But yeah, so went traveling and you would think that that would be the ultimate time to realize that hustling my way forward wasn't necessary. But to be honest, I find it very hard to let go of the idea that I I have to work really, really hard to earn the money. Um, and I'm not saying that there's never phases where you have to work really, really hard. But the truth is, I didn't at that time have to work really, really hard, not to the level of burnout. And then it went the other way. So I had this belief that I had to work really, really hard. I was fed up with my work. I had burnt myself out. 
And then I found it really hard to get anything done. And this was after I came back from traveling. So obviously, when you look back at it, then you think, well, obviously, there's going to be a period of readjustment and should be kind to yourself and all of that. But I did not think of it like that back then. I got hardly anything done and I'd get to the end of each day and I'd beat myself up about it. I wouldn't really take time out during the day to do things like go for a walk or just spend time doing other things I enjoyed. I would just spend hours sitting at my desk thinking about what I should be doing, not doing it not getting anything done. So part of the problem for me was that I thought there was a certain way to do things. I mean, I've talked about this quite a lot, but I followed certain, I followed people online who were making it work and they weren't exactly like me, but I thought I had to be more like them to make it work and it wasn't right. So I found it like a massive disconnect there. And it really wasn't until I actually started trusting myself more as a business owner with my unique way of doing things and my own personality, being an introvert, not liking all the like salesy salesy stuff that I figured out that working hard can look differently to what I thought it had to look like if that makes sense like I do believe in taking action I do believe in getting things done I do believe in being strategic but I also believe that sometimes well often you can take that too far when you're running your own business and it's absolutely fine to take a more relaxed approach to business. It's better for your physical and mental health. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything for your ultimate profit. So I learned that quite a few years ago after I went traveling. And and I, again, I talked about this in my podcast episode from a few weeks ago, all about um, how big leaps can happen when you least expect them. And I found, and and honestly, it was going through this process and having the evidence of what really was possible when I worked less that has really taught me the lesson. And it's a shame that I needed to go through the burnout and then be forced to work less to learn that lesson. But that's just the way it is. So I, I figured out that the money I earned did not necessarily correlate with the hours that I put into my work. And I decided that I didn't need to work set working hours. So now that I have a child, I do work pretty set hours because I kind of have to. That's just the way our life is in this season. But before having him, I realized I didn't need to work, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday. I took time out in the middle of the day. I stopped feeling guilty about it. I sometimes worked on weekends. Um, when I trained for a marathon I was working way way less because I was like taking loads of time out for exercising um I I did have a lot of resistance to that at first and felt like I was wasting my time but yeah I kind of embraced a slower pace in my work um and I focused on doing less and I feel like that that made a huge difference as well because when you're in that hustle 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 mode you'll kind of think I need to do everything to make everything work. And I don't think it necessarily works like that. Like I can see clearly when I look back over the journey of my business that when I did actually knuckle down and focus on one way of doing things, it grew so much more quickly. Again, I've talked about this in a recent podcast episode. So it feels like it's all tying together. I talked about the power of really committing to something. And I do think there is something to be said about that stage where you're kind of flitting around, trying different things, experimenting. But at the same time, if you're doing it at the expense of your health and your time and your freedom, it's not a good thing. That's kind of in a nutshell, my journey with burnout. And I would say that, you know, I was pretty young. It didn't feel like it really affected my physical health because I didn't have kids at the time. I was young. I was I was healthy, but it did affect my mental health. Absolutely. hundred percent for sure it affected my mental health. And back then I did not have the self-awareness to even realize 
the link between the two things. So I kind of feel sad for my younger self, but I've learned my lesson now. But that doesn't mean it hasn't happened again. And I'm just going to talk about a year ago. So November 2018. I was basically in the really, really early stages of this business that I have now. So now I call myself a creative business mentor to quietly ambitious business owners who want to grow a business that's true to them and earn good money for it. So that's what I do now. But a year ago, I was in the kind of experimentation phase. I was putting together a course and I did a free challenge in the lead up to the course. I was putting out stuff everywhere you know growing my Instagram following growing my email list putting content out there launching my podcast doing loads and loads of stuff all at once and then I wanted to launch my first course for this new business straight off the back of doing that free challenge and it was going to be a course about email marketing but what actually happened is I put it out there didn't get any sales early on in the launch phase chickened out didn't sell it and I felt really ashamed about it at the time And I've talked about this in an earlier episode of this season, all about failure. I felt really ashamed about it at the time. But actually, looking back, I am so glad that that course didn't sell. And I'm so glad that I just stopped talking about it and that I didn't have to create it ultimately in the end. Because what happened after I did that course launch is I made myself ill. Now, I'm not talking about any kind of really serious illness but I am talking about constant back-to-back cold after cold after cold. I, you know, I had a, not even a one-year-old at the time. I was still getting up in the night to feed him and he was going through like a sleep regression and constant illnesses that he was picking up and that I was picking up. I was really, really tired. I was just, yeah, getting these constant colds. I also had oral thrush and sinusitis as a result of the cold. And it was just like going on for like, months from probably like October to January and I was obviously really really run down it's because I was trying to do all the things and honestly at this season in my life I sort of I wanted to do all the things like putting myself out there starting this new business was really really important to me because I'd been through a hard time with my mental health earlier in the year and I am the breadwinner in the family so it's not like I can't work but I didn't need to do it exactly the way I was doing it and yeah it all makes sense that I was really run down and I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't giving myself the time to rest. But yeah, I was really upset at the time that my course didn't sell. But now it's really clear that it was not the right time for that course. And it was just time for me to focus on myself and look after myself. And just so you know, I actually launched that course a few months ago in a slightly different format and it sold really well and I'm really, really happy with it. So for that reason, I know it was the right thing to have happened as well. I like to see these kind of times in our life as an opportunity to listen to what we really need and a chance to really look after ourselves. And this year, I've really, really been considering rest to be like a really important part of my life and business. Now, I know that sounds absolutely obvious, but when I deliberately consider it as like... (laughs) And this this is a sign of how much of a workaholic I can be. I've literally written down in my journal a few months ago, rest is part of the work. That's how I have to trick myself into thinking, like into prioritizing it. That's the thing. Like I know rest is needed and I we all know rest is needed, but do we prioritize it when we have so much else going on in our lives? Because I am busy. I try not to use that word, but the truth is my life is very full. I am running two businesses. I do have a young son. I'm the breadwinner and I'm tired. So 
I do always have more to do. And when you're a business owner, you've always got more to do anyway. Like you never get through that to-do list. The key is knowing that it's okay that you don't get through that to-do list. So yeah, rest is part of the work. It sounds ridiculous having to say that rest is part of the work, but that's just the way that my brain works as a kind of workaholic. So I have decided that it needs to come higher up in the priorities because when you have the rest, when that is in place, everything else that follows is so much easier. And a massive influence on me over the last year has been reading the book Do Less by Kate Northrup. I just love her philosophy of business and she's very into being in tune with your body, being in tune with your monthly cycle and just doing less. And part of that is knowing when to rest, is getting enough sleep when you can. And obviously I need to acknowledge here that not all of us can get the sleep when we need the sleep, you know whether you've got kids or you've got insomnia, you've got mental health issues, or you just literally need to do the work in this season. I know that, like, I really do. But most of us could get more rest than we feel like we could. So going back to myself, I do feel very, very busy and like I don't have enough time. But I've, I guess what I'm saying is I've become a lot better at digging into that feeling a bit more. Like, do I really not have enough time? And if I don't have enough time, is everything I'm filling that time with really necessary? And the answer is usually no, it's not. And it's not easy. And I always say this, it's really not easy to let go of things that aren't necessary, but are still like really something that you do want to do. So for example, I don't know, if you're doing something in your business, if you were about to launch a course, then the launch stuff and actually putting the course together is necessary. But is it necessary to do five Instagram posts a week for it or could you just do two that's kind of a bad example but one thing I did last year was I bought all these bulbs that I wanted to plant in the garden and when I when it came down to it and I felt like overworked and close to burning out I had to just think right I do not need to plant the bulbs I mean how many of us are guilty of thinking that we need to do things like plant all the bulbs in our garden it sounds silly but I know I know that you're going to resonate with this because if you are like a quietly ambitious person and you do have goals for your business, then there's going to be so much that you want to explore, so much you want to do. But the truth is you can't do it all now, especially if you're not rested. And then another book I read on this was called Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. And that really, I use that as almost a mantra. What can I drop the ball on? How can I make this easier? These are the kind of questions I ask myself regularly. And I feel like I don't want to get back to that place I was a year ago and I certainly don't want to get back to that place I was when I first started my business and I feel like these questions are really key. So that place I was in when I first started my business was kind of okay back then because I didn't really have too many responsibilities, I didn't have a child, I was able to have lions but now I'm not in that position so I have to be really really mindful of my need to rest, I have to be really really mindful of the signs that I'm approaching burnout and I have to be really really kind of tough with myself in letting go of things that I really don't 100% need to do right now and that is hard, trust me it is hard. And I just wanted to give some specific examples from my own life about what like what being intentional about avoiding burnout and prioritizing rest has really looked like for me, because I think it can sound very nice, but the nitty gritty details are kind of simple and boring, but you don't always think of them. So I thought it might be useful for me to share an example from what I've been up to recently. So a few weeks ago, I was a speaker at a podcast event for Danielle Brooker's podcast, Let It Shine, which actually 
by the time you're listening to this, my interview should be out. So have a look for that. Yeah, the podcast is called Let It Shine. Um, and I was on the panel and it was a lovely, lovely event. But if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm massively introverted and I also like tend towards anxiety and sometimes being shy. So it was kind of pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I knew that there was going to be recovery time needed after that. Then the week afterwards, I went to an all-day business event with Denise Duffield-Thomas and I've been following her for ages, read all her books, love her philosophy. But again, I knew that going to an event like that was kind of pushing my comfort zone a bit, especially, you know, all the networking stuff and it was going to be tiring. And then the day after that event, I was going on a long... uh, kind of mini holiday long weekend mini holiday with friends um a few hours drive away with my toddler so although it's kind of a holiday obviously a holiday with a toddler is not really a holiday and I knew that there was going to be drinking involved and late nights so I knew going into this busy period of a few weeks I knew that it was going to be really really tiring for me now if you're like an introvert and someone who is a bit like socially anxious or shy you'll probably relate to this I knew that I was going to be exhausted basically and I wanted to approach it really, really mindfully because last year when I had this mini break with all our friends um, a few hours away, it absolutely exhausted me. It was horrible. I was just feeling quite anxious that that was going to happen again. And I'm I'm the kind of person who gets anxious when there's a busy time coming up. Like I get anxious just thinking about all the things I've got to do and traveling and all of that. It's just kind of the way I'm wired. But I guess the key is I'm trying to be much more self-aware. And because I'm self-aware, I can then not try to force myself to change because although yes you can change in some ways you can't fundamentally change who you are sometimes but the best way is to be kind to yourself and work around how you are. So what I did was before I attended the podcast event uh, as a panel speaker I firstly spent five minutes outside sat in a park breathing deeply and it sounds so simple but I will often not do things like that (laughs) and it helped me so much it was lovely. It was just so like centering and lovely. And before I did the event, I had also blocked out a whole day in my calendar the next day so that I could literally lie in bed. And I have found that physically lying down, even if I'm on my laptop still working, I found that that helps me so much. Anyway, so before I attended the Denise Duffield Thomas event the week later, I booked a hotel the night before, which was amazing, which meant I had a whole night's sleep all to myself. Um, Didn't have anyone else to think about. But of course, because I'm kind of anxious about everything going on, I had a rubbish sleep, but that just tends to be the way, doesn't it? And when we were actually at the event, one thing that Denise Duffield Thomas said at the beginning of the event was to think about what do we need for ourselves as part of this event? And she was talking about being an introvert and all of that. And I just intuitively knew that in the lunch break, what I needed was to have a walk on my own. And that felt very, yeah, that felt kind of difficult because when you're at an event like that, and I did go there with a friend, it feels rude to say, sorry, I just want to spend lunch on my own. But it really helped that Denise had kind of introduced the whole topic at the beginning and I was just really honest you know I was like I need to introvert I've got a really busy time at the moment and everyone understood and and afterwards I went for for one drink with people and then I left and I was really really clear in my boundaries and I had decided this well ahead of time so that there were no like gray areas I knew what I was doing then because I was headed away on the long weekend the day after I knew that this is an anxiety trigger for me. Like I'd known that for weeks in advance. So I got really ahead of my work. I made sure there was absolutely nothing lingering on my to-do list. 
I made loads of lists about everything I needed to do because when I'm in that state of like overwhelm and also tiredness from all the events, I can't trust my brain to remember anything. And I also let my husband take control. And that sounds really simple, but it's a big one. And again, I blocked out recovery time for when I came back. So I know all that stuff sounds really simple, but I don't think I've ever been as intentional about making space for my kind of introvert recovery as I have over that period of a few weeks. Honestly, if you're not that organized about it, then don't beat yourself up because like I said, I don't think I've ever been this organized about it. But let me tell you, it worked so well. I needed that time to recover and I always need that time time to recover. So even if I don't book it in, it always ends up happening anyway. So I may as well book it in. But also because I planned for it, because I kind of did things around how I anticipated I'd be feeling, I just accepted, you know, I'm going to need the recovery time and I'm going to feel anxious. And I didn't beat myself up about it. So that's like a, a one layer of anxiety removed, basically. And I really need to say here that my ability to do this comes down to firstly privilege and secondly, a lot of planning. So I was only able to make that time to stay in bed for the whole day after these different events because I have childcare because Rowan is at nursery for some of the day and he is at my parents house on a Friday and even though that is a privilege I also need to acknowledge that it feels so indulgent to use your childcare time to rest and especially if you have limited childcare time it feels so indulgent but I actually I went through a period where I was getting kind of burnt out a few months ago and that was because of unavoidable life circumstances. It really wasn't the way I was working myself in my business. I was actually feeling very good about about that, but it was just, you know, things happened in life. And I found that when I was just lying down in bed and kind of doing work from bed, it was so restorative and it was exactly what I needed that it kind of gave me the evidence that yes, lying down in bed is what I need to recover from introvert hangover and burnout and everything. So I kind of know how important it is now So I'm able to sort of mentally put it up that list of priorities, even when I feel like I'm really busy. And you know what, that event I went to with Denise Duffield Thomas, she she spoke about some of the concepts from her book, which is called Chillpreneur, which is another book to read if you kind of want to think about the importance of looking after yourself and resting and just doing things your way, because that's the easiest way. And anyway, one of the things she talks about is don't kill the golden goose. I mean, that's just paraphrasing. But basically what she means is you are central to your business. So don't overwork yourself because all it's going to do is ruin your business. And I know it's so, so tempting for us to just push through, get as much done as possible, especially if we need the money, especially if we're really busy. And yes, she's a millionaire and it's a lot easier for her to say that, but it it really is true. I'm I'm sure the more we kind of gather the evidence and become self-aware about it, the more the easier it gets to know that it is true and to actually prioritize that rest. And when I am feeling really busy, I have to say that prioritizing is also something else that I find really important. So getting the rest, but also thinking, what is my ultimate goal here? What can I prioritize to make that happen? And what are the things that would just be nice to do, but ultimately don't need to be done this week, don't actually contribute to that goal? What can I do to move the needle? I have to ask myself that all the time. I probably ask it to myself on a weekly basis just because of the nature of my life being so full at the moment. And it helps. It really, really helps. And yeah, the other thing I forgot to mention was the importance of 
drawing on all the kind of support you have. And again, I've mentioned so many other episodes in this one. So I guess this is a kind of amalgamation of everything. But yes, again, I recently did an episode all about making sure you're supported in your business. Most of us have support available to us, but we don't always use it. And I think it's a personality thing, but I, as a sort of private introvert, find it very hard to draw on that support sometimes. I'm so much better at it now. In fact, I I feel like I'm almost cured of the problem I used to have with not really speaking up about how I was feeling. Um, but yeah, draw on mastermind groups, draw on Facebook groups. Like the Creatively Human Facebook group is really perfect for you if you're someone like me and you want a safe space to talk about these kind of things. Yeah, draw on those people. And if you know you have a busy season coming up and for example, you know, the holiday season coming up right now, ask people to hold you accountable to resting. And it sounds really simple, but even the act of asking people in advance will immediately make you feel more mindful of what you've got coming up. And they'll be there for you. They will remind you and it will help. So yeah, please do tell other people when you've got a busy season coming up. It really helps. So yeah, I feel like it's kind of building a buffer around the things that you notice yourself doing or the things that trigger you or the things that lead you to feeling really stressed. I feel like self-awareness is a real journey. So you may be, everyone's at different stages. I feel like I've come a long way in knowing exactly what's right for me. So at the stage I'm at, I know that the way I'm running my business is right for me, but that in, in busy seasons, I need to make allowances for myself. But if you're at a kind of different level, then you may be at the stage where actually you may want to change the way you run your business. Like maybe some of the marketing strategies you're using or some of the like where you're putting yourself out there is just draining to you in itself and it might be worth like thinking about how you do things and whether there's ways to change things so for example one of the things I did um, in recent months was to reduce the days that I'm available for client calls so that I have them on specific days and other days I don't have any calls at all and every few weeks I have an absolutely no call week and that works really really well for me and it took me a little while to figure that out but that's just a simple example so you may be at the stage where you need to shift things in your actual business or you may just need to get through a busy phase and carry on as you were if that makes sense so yeah I hope that this is a nice reminder for you to rest and to just be mindful of any signs and symptoms of burnout. Obviously, I talked about my own, but I know that it will manifest differently for everyone. And I didn't actually go into that many details. I suppose this ended up being more about the rest and the prioritizing and knowing yourself and all of that. But yeah, rest is important. And if you can put it up the list of priorities, it will make everything else on your to-do list so much easier. And I know it's a privilege, especially if you've got children, you need childcare and all of that. But it, yeah, it's something that you really need to try and make happen so yeah take care of yourself and it will benefit your business and your life thank you so much for listening to another episode of creatively human if you have a moment i'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast it really does make a difference and if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future q a episode there are three ways to connect with me on the facebook group on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite or my personal favourite, my behind the scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe and keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.